Hey, hey, good evening, everyone, and um, welcome to Crown Rules, A Woman's Journey to the Throne. And this is what I may consider, or some may consider, a, a sad occasion. Aww. Trust me when I tell you guys, this is a good occasion. This is the accumulation of 14, which is the 15th show, to Crown Rules, A Woman's Journey to, a to the Throne. And this is actually the defining moment for anybody that has been on this journey with us this is where all the jewels have been put in place and this is where you reclaim your crown and breathe the king or queen that you truly are meant to be and um usually we have these interesting discussions behind the scenes and um i must say that the, the conversation that me and this young lady just had behind the scenes, I wish you guys would be privy to it and we'll probably get into some stuff, but know that anything that happens to us in life is a learning experience. And this is life and life gives you these uh, experiences to put you on the journey that you're truly on. So, um, Miss Dozier. Yes, sir. How are you? And it's amazing, you know. She she's she's one of these type of people, and I always mess with her. She's she's a lot like um, uh, John Witherspoon when he was in the character in uh, House Party. You got to coordinate. <laughs> you know, she don't know where I'm going with this, so she has no idea, you guys. But, but Julia has this thing where she everything has to be right. You know, when we're doing shows, right? So she just purposely wore this shirt today. And as you guys can see, it's the Queen of Spades. If anybody don't, anybody that has ever played blackjack, the Queen of Spades with the Ace of Spades is the original blackjack. I mean, blackjack with an Ace King or Ace Jack is blackjack, or another Queen, uh, or the One Eye Jack, or the One Eye King, or the Suicide King. Mm -hmm. All got different names, but the Queen of Spades and the Ace of Spades is the original blackjack. Yeah. So I, I, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was quite interesting that we're doing the last show for uh, Crown Rules, A Woman's Journey to the Throne, and Julie will be wearing this shirt. Um, you know, the, the, the creator uh, commands the universe to do certain things, and it's all in unison, and the universe don't tell no lies. So. Not one. Uh, without further ado, I know people are tired of hearing me talk. <laughs> so, Miss Dozier. Yes, Mr. Ford. Push through. Talk um, to me. <sighs> Quentin, today I was thinking this will be the last episode for this series. Um, <laughs> hey, Nicole. Um, the last episode for this series, and I have been thinking about not just one woman's journey to the throne, but our journey, Quentin, and. I think we have 15 episodes for this show, but we had 16 or 17 for How Black Men Love. It's like over 32, 32, 33 episodes um, just on this content and just like the wonderful conversations we've had, the beautiful people in, in the chat um, that have been contributing to the conversation, the raffles we've, we've got, um, given away, um, even you know, book sales that I received as a result of the show. It's just been 
an amazing, amazing experience. And it's not anything that I could have ever imagined, but I'm so grateful for it. And, um, and, 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 you know, the chat, we always like to give people in the chat their props. Um, you guys really made a, a great show. Even if you haven't watched the show live and you watched the clippings of the show and, you know, really re it, this has been a learning experience for both of us, as well as the Let's Talk platform. And as they say, these are one of our flagship shows, this, this show in the Poetry Corner and then various other things that we've been working on behind the scenes. And, um, when you having a co-host and you are allowed to call him at any time of the night and, and, and just go over ideas, I don't think people realize how hard it is to, to, to share ideas with another human being, because a lot of times my ideas, you know, these projects are her projects. Uh, definitely this one. This is her journey. This is her basic journal that turned into a book. And a lot of times I would call and be like, well, let's do this. So you got to be able, you got to have somebody that's willing to accept your input. In a, and trust I, really, you. I, I really appreciate that you uh, allowed yourself to trust me with your project and, and understand um, the journey that you went through personally and what you're trying to share. And I know when I be like calling you and be like, yo, you should do this. I know you'd be like, what, what, what's wrong with this guy? What, what's wrong with his mind? Um, I, and then I go to it. <laughs> because, because, because with me, it's like, for me, it was more of, I had to read the books for research for the show. And then that was the first copy. And then I got the second edition. You told me don't even go into the first edition before we started this show. And then I went to the second edition anyway. And it was more like a workbook. And I'm like, I'm going through it, writing. In, and I haven't written in the second book. I wrote in the first book. Mm -hmm. And then prepare for a show. And then some weeks come in and be like, look, you got to hold me down because I do a bunch of reading this week. Mm -hmm. And understanding your personal journey and how you're trying to convey it to people. And not realizing that I'm part of your journey now. I'm a part of this journey in the book because I had to do a bunch of um, thoughtful research myself. And you always question yourself, like, look, are we getting, you know, are we conveying her message properly? Mm. Am I doing a good enough job properly mm. letting people know what's going on with the book, what's going on with the show, how are we letting people know what's, what is going on um and i and i said something you guys in the chat may not know is i think after like the second or third episode of crown rules a woman's journey to the throne i threw a wrench in julia's game i said yo you should do another book <laughs> and it was a, it was like a throwaway statement right and next thing i know she was like uh i'm doing it <laughs> and i said what so August, uh, explain to everybody what's going to happen in August. Um, before I before I do explain, I do want to acknowledge what you just said, Quentin. So yes, you know through through um, the Crown Rules series and our shows and the podcast and all of that, you have become a, a trusted part of my journey. So 
whatever whatever you recommend to me. If it if it makes sense and if I can do it, I'm gonna do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here we are because I learn and I grow and I, I feel that it feels good to me to know that you trust that I'm capable. I, I appreciate that more than anything. So where we are now is um, coming this August. The third book in the series, um, Crown Rules, is Queen, How Black Women Love. And I was so fortunate to interview um, Black women between the ages of 25 to 68 to um, hear about their um, perspective on love, intimacy, relationships, motherhood, all kinds of things. And I'm in the process now of transcribing the recordings um, so that they can be in the book. And so the book will be available around the last week of August. And that book, I mean, any, I've been working on refining my, my vision statement, right? Because my mission statement is to heal and, and bring health to relationships within our community. So that will always be the same. But I've been trying to refine my vision statement. And it's like now, today, I was thinking, I want these books in our show to be anywhere where love is being created, is being made, it may have been broken, it needs to be healed, it needs to be restored, and it needs to be reclaimed. Wherever that's happening, that's where I want the books to be, and that's where I want our podcast to be. And that's where I want the message to be because it's dope. It's so dope. One of, one of the things that you guys, I'm going to just give you guys some background information, right? The, the, the way that Julia did the first book, uh, the second book, Crown Rules to How Black Men Love, I had just met her prior to that book. So the, the chemistry and the confidence that you guys see, it wasn't, it wasn't forced. It was truly organic. So, like she said, when the third book was birthed, um, I kind of know the questions that were asked. And because the book is so serious about people's intimacy of how they love is I don't know who she interviewed. So it was times where I would call her and ask her certain things and trying to get a feel on how we're going to attack the next segment of our shows because we're going to try to God willing, we're going to try to do shows for that book. Right. And Julia would get quiet and be like, um, well, we're going to do a panel in the beginning and then we're going to do shows. So, you know, in the books, sometimes people will say their name, who they are, or sometimes it'll be a different name. And it's okay because we want everybody's privacy to always be protected. So First saying point. that it was times where I would call it, she'd be like, um, uh, 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 I'm like, what? I, I'm about to have a session, but I want to interview. So, <laughs> so the the point I'm making, right? You know, and it's and it's really funny and unique. Um, is that I learned from Julia how even doing research for her book, and this is the first question for tonight's show I got for her. This book that we just did was her journey, but her journey truly has never really stopped because the second book added to her journey. And now in the third book, the research um, added to her journey. And 
I, I called her one Saturday, y'all, and, and all jokes aside, she was like, oh. I said, what? She said, you have no idea. She said, you just have no idea. I'm overwhelmed. You have no. And, and one of the people, I'm not going to say who she is, but she said, she the way Julia did the book, and as usual, she does the age difference. And when she was talking about the youngest young lady and our senior in the book, our elder in the book, and she was just talking about how what their view of life is now and, and conveying that message to me verbally on the phone. You know, I, you know, I really, I'm a big person on promoting her books and telling people to get her books, not to just get one book, to get all of them. And I kind of could already tell how book three is going to be. Book three will probably be better than book one and two combined. And you guys see her reaction and, to listen to her and then our conversation earlier talking about her journey and the learning experience and, you know, the last two years, what, what everything has happened. It's like, go ahead, Julia, you explain. I ain't going to be dogging your show. <laughs> That's okay, Quentin. I love to hear you. It's exciting <laughs> to me. I think, um, I think like looking at the perspective of, of a journey, right? The, the first book and, you know, being able to developing the courage, right? Because it, it is a courageous act to not only to evaluate yourself and, and the lessons that you may have learned, but to be willing to share those with other people. Because, you know, you always, there, there's people who, there's people who may already know those lessons. And so they don't see the value in them, right? And then there may be people who are not interested in those lessons, like whatever, I'm living my life, I'm doing my thing, but to, to develop that level of courage to, to want to share it. And, you know, and the people who support you through that first part process. And, and that was about understanding, understanding myself. And then to move into wanting to understand, like, like not like having relationships with 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 the men in my family, but not really understanding men and looking at relationships that I had and knowing that I wanted to be in, connected to an enduring love and not knowing how exactly to do that. So having that conversation with men and having men share their heart with me so that I can understand, you know, what's important to men, right? So that I could I could be aware of what would be important to the man in my life before having that one-on-one -on -one conversation with him, right? It was practice for me to have that conversation. And that's what I wanted to offer to everyone else too. Like we have to have conversations with one another. One of, one, one, of the, uh, one of my favorite statements that we, that we discussed in the last series was uh, a man only wants one thing from a woman or anybody that's around him. And that's peace of mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that you conveyed that and you got that message clear when you interviewed those men, when um, a lot of them talked about that moment when you're el when you're an elder and you're sitting on your porch and you can see the, you can see the wrinkles in your mate and um, see the wrinkles within yourself. And you just serene and you enjoying your peace and your happiness and I think that um, when we do, when the opposite sex does, whether what type of relationship somebody is in 
or choose to be in. When you do start looking from a different lens of how the opposite sex views themselves and they view the world, then you'll truly, I think, in my personal opinion, and then reading these books, you'll truly begin to understand, like, you know what? Maybe I did, you know, was a little too harsh or I'm a little too selfish in how I handle certain things. Because now I'm looking through her lens or his lens and saying, okay, I need to approach it this way. So I think the biggest piece, right, for um, how Black men love is not only do is peace of mind important to men, but I think what's also what was also revealed in, in the book, all of the answers from the men between the ages of 35 to 86, all of them, is that when a man loves a woman, there is no limit to what he will do to make sure that she is happy as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of women now um, have this struggle where, you know, we're trying to identify you know, through someone's actions, does he love me? Does he love me? Does he love me? And, you know, and looking at memes that tell you, we a, a lot of people get instructions from memes on how to do relationships. But in the book, it's right there. It's telling you um, that a man appreciates peace of mind. And when he finds, he finds his good thing, there's no limit to what he'll do to, to make her happy. And it's not a matter of not holding on to his morals or his standards. Like he's not a fool about it, but he understands the importance of making sure that she wants to stay in his life. Mm. You know, we had we had Brian on and he talked about how Brian um, did a guest appearance on one of our shows. And he talked about how he understood that every day that his wa- wife walked out of the house, it was a choice for her whether or not he, she was coming back, you know, to not take love for granted. So I think that book was awesome. But when we get to Crown Rules 3, How Black Women Love, listen. Listen. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking because you thought you brought up Brian. I, I actually thought I still had the clip where Brian, Brian um, is, is, is a brother that we know well from the Poetry Corner. Hi, Brian. Um, Brian. Brian and his his wife has been together since they were kids, literally kids. Um, so he gave us some real good, valuable pieces of advice on relationships, and that was one of the things that we tried to do with Crown Rules to how Black men love was to get um some input from some people. And um, Brian, my friend Dre, and we had a couple that is close to uh, Julia, they did a speech and gave us some insight as well. Mr. Benny and Mr. And, yeah. and, and then going forward, Crown Rules 3, How Black Women Love, I'm quite sure we're going to have a lot of women that will explain how they love. Quentin, I have shared with you before, and I share with anybody who I speak to about I'm not going to say the book. I'm going to say the experience of speaking with um, over 15 women, different ages, about how they love. Some some of the questions that are in how Black men love are in how Black women love so that I can do a comparison at some point. 
but to number one, understand the, the, the amount of hope that black women have for their relationships, for their families, for their children. Um, and to understand how sometimes those um, deep, deepest dreams or desires are met and sometimes they're not. And then the things that they have to do to, you know, deal with heartbreak or disappointment, you know, and continue. To... Brian said, I'm traveling, but I'm here. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. <laughs> um, to know that, you know, the things that they have to, you know, it's, it's no joke trying to raise a child with a or a family with a broken heart and to understand the strength and the tenacity that they have to do that and to do that well, raising excellent children. Like I, I, I'm hopeful that and the insight that they have about the process that they have to go through to understanding who they are and what's important to them. Well, and, let me ask you, let me ask you, you know, um, Amazing. And I think I may have asked you this in the last year 50, 60 times. Okay. Um, you know, I am one of them people that really dislike the gender war. Yes. Um, it bothers me. Um, I can literally say without um, any hesitation, I hate it. I hate when men have issues and all they do is talk about women. And vice versa. It bothers me to a to a passion. So, and then reading your books kind of reinforced that belief. Um, what belief? What, what, that I hate the gender war. Oh, okay, I got you. That I, I, I just dis I have disdain for it. I think it's stupid and it's useless. Um, but I but I respect it, and I'm aware of how powerful and dangerous it is. Let me ask you a question. Um. If I came to you after, because I haven't asked you in a while, after doing your journey, How Black Men Love, How Women Love, these three books, doing all your research you've done, and I came to you and said, give me three things, three causes to this problem that we have in our society. Because America has a divorce problem. A lot of people may not want to admit it, and it, that has nothing to do with the racist the races of people is America has a divorce problem. What would you suggest? And I know that you don't consider yourself a marriage counselor or a relationship guru, but you've done research on each individual, each gender on how they feel about love in general, how they feel about love within themselves and others. What would be three things that you would give me to how to handle that or deal with that issue? Okay, so that's an excellent question. And give me a moment because I do want to answer it in full. <laughs> um, so being a, being a researcher, what I do look for is I look for trends and I look for differences. And um, one of the things that you asked me last week, and I don't think I did a good job in ask, answering the question then, is you asked, why is it important for us to be emotionally spiritually, psychologically vulnerable, right? And the primary reason why that's important is because we have to know that regardless of who we are, 
that our identity by the time we become young adults is based upon, and I wouldn't need, and when I say young adults, I mean like probably 25, 26, around that time, and then entering in the workforce. By the time we reach like maybe 34, 35, we have had experiences that have, have shaped our identity. And based on the world that we live in, not all of those experiences are positive. And so we, we don't have an opportunity, especially, especially if you're black and especially if you're a black man or woman in the United States, you don't have an opportunity to always develop your, your self-identity in a healthy way. There's always challenges, there's always negativity, there's always um, attacks against your your beliefs a little a literally a fight for survival a literally a fight for a survival and through all of that you know defending yourself there's a lot of needing to defend yourself there's a lot of needing to fight for what you want and for what you need and through all of that you don't get an opportunity to really develop a healthy self and so you know that being the case that being the case a lot of the decisions that we make or the choices that we make are based in either fear or comfort. Fear or comfort. And those drive our choices. And so when you when you want to start making choices based on expansion, like elevating and, and moving beyond your fears or your traumas or your disappointments, you have to allow yourself to be emotionally and psychologically and spiritually vulnerable, vulnerable so that you can identify what was put into you, what was said into you. A lot of people, I did a, a nice, um, I had a nice conversation with Steve Holder um, this week when we were talking about, you know, what's your self-talk? A lot of our self-talk is things that other people have said to us. That's the time for a beautiful plug. Uh, check out my my buddy Steve Holder's podcast at Conversations with Steve Holder. Um, one of one of good one of my good friends that uh, he has a podcast as well, and he is willing to have difficult conversations with people, and he loves to uh, engage with people. So check out his podcast, Conversations with Steve Holder. Um, if you guys can't find him on YouTube, just inbox myself, and I'll give you the link to his podcast. So the first, the first, the first problem, right, is that if we have not allowed ourselves to be vulnerable, to understand what were the things that helped us to develop our identity, clean those things out, put some new things in, the relationships that we have with each other are based on either fear or comfort, which is why you can have people engaging in like sexual relationships, which is the comfort, right? And then the the non-committal, which is the fear, right? Because we're not clear on who we are, what it is that we're, we want to do or what it is we're, ca we're capable to do. So once you allow yourself that time and, and you can come up with some new ways that you wanna be, now you can start to expand so you can have healthier relationships based on your choices. The second thing is we receive so much messaging, and we had this conversation before, 
we receive so much messaging about who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to show up, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, um, who we should love, who we shouldn't love. We receive a lot of messaging behind that. And, you know, I know that I saw that you posted today in the group about, you know, there being a petition to take Kevin Samuels off. There's a, there's a, there's a side of society who agrees with the brutal honesty that he provides to people, right? But then the outcome of that is that he is also influencing mindset and further damaging, I think, people's perception of what is acceptable to them. You can't you can't live your life having having people tell you how you should live, you know. Mm. And so, you know, the purpose of the Crown Room series is this is my experience or these are this these men's experience or these are these women's experiences so that you can see yourself and connect to your own honest evaluation and appreciation for who you are and what you want. That's the only way you're going to be happy. I, I know that one of, one of the chapters in in this book that um we're we're putting a, a bow tie on tonight. One of the chapters that we discussed was your sphere of influence, and we always hear from our parents, our elders. You know, they always told us, "Be careful who you be around." And I think that we kind of feel like at a certain point in our life, we got that down pat. But we don't realize our influence is not only just who we be around, it's who we talk to, it's what we eat, it's what we watch on TV. Everything affects everything that we do. And, and I think on, that most people don't realize that. And when you're on social media and you're following certain people, you have invited them into your sphere of influence as well. You have invited them into your sphere of influence as well. And so you have to you know, be able to always check to always check to make sure whether or not those values still align with yours or if you're thinking something different and don't be afraid to think something different. And I, and then the last thing, Quentin, I think the third, the third reason why there's a gender war is because we just don't have the level of respect that we should for each other. And I think the reason why we don't have that is because we, we have caused so each other so much pain. And I think we need to get to a point where we heal that. Well, you you have a. I can't heal that for you, or you heal that for me. We have to heal that for ourselves. You have a few questions, but before I put the questions up and we continue the show, I do have this video. Uh It's the video, the dancing video. Uh oh.
Yeah, so that was that was your video for uh, the promo for Crown Rules Three, but I do got a, a few questions. Um, Dave said they don't heal; they want a divorce right away. And Dave, I, I agree with you. I, I think that that's one of the biggest things that most people, um, in the course of their marriage or whatever, they they go through problems, and the first thing they do is throw in quits. Um, and it, and it really goes back to definitely when you're dealing with certain marriages with when you talk about marriage in the religion sense, I think that a lot of the the um the the clergymen need to really uh stop the marriages a little bit and do a little bit more counseling behind the scenes. Uh definitely these imams and definitely some of these, like I said, the the preachers, because they are they need to really counsel these people properly on what people are getting themselves into. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know how Julia feels about that. People lie in counseling. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, the bottom line. So is the representative be showing up in counseling too. Counseling, honey. They, they put on, the representative puts on its shoes and its tie or its dress and it shows up in counseling, right? <laughs> because the goal, the goal is to get married and to meet the wedding date, right? I think that you shouldn't even That wedding day can drive a lot of bad decisions. So, but the, people show up to counseling a lot. Uh, we have to create positive examples of loving relationships. One of the one of the um, women that I interviewed in um, for Crown Rules Three, um, Queen, how Black women love. She shared she's she's one of the older ladies in the book, and she shared that her example of love growing up was her mother and her father. And it was known in their community that her father had an extramarital affair and a child. So she knew that she had a sister. And she said at first she was blaming her mother that her mother wasn't loving enough towards her father, which is why he strayed. Could it, and, could it be, and I don't mean to cut you off, right? Could it be that, you know, we always heard these stories when we were kids about the yesteryear of even our elders doing it, of how the great grandfather or the grandfather, the great uncle, he had another family across town, but a lot of the women chose to stay for the sake of the kids or whatever. Could it be that just women are just like, you know what? I'm fed up with this stuff. And I'm not saying it's the man's fault. Could it be that the women are just fed up? Like I'm not putting up with this. Well, that's what I was getting to. That's what she was saying that she, that she realized that, you know, it wasn't necessarily that her mother wasn't affectionate towards her father. It was that her father was doing whatever her father was doing. And then as an adult growing up and looking for relationships, she wanted a family and she did get married, but she started to see signs of what she had seen in her parents' relationship. And she decided that that wasn't going to work for her. And so that's the thing that I think men have these antiquated ideas about what women will withstand in order to be in a relationship. And women are not thinking that way anymore, right? So men need to catch up with the idea that women are expecting respect and looking to, you know, there's always this question about submissiveness and those kind of things. Yes, a woman is looking for a leader in her marriage or in her home, but that that power has to be shared because she understands herself as powerful now. 
one of the questions Dwayne said prior to, to us getting to that one, he said, should, and this one you got on the Kevin Samuels part, he said, should we care what others think about us, about our relationship and interactions? I think that it's important to understand what's happening in society, but I think it's more important for us to be aware of what's happening with us. Because a lot of times when we're not clear on who we are, what we need, what we want, and why we want those things, if we let society drive that for us, then we'll be making choices that are not authentic and trying to experience a real feeling. You can't experience a real feeling unless it's, it's authentically coming from what you want or you need or you desire. Hmm. I find that interesting. I think that, um, well, like Dave said, one of the one of the problems is that counseling only comes only goes on when young people want to get involved. I mean. It's a it's a very interesting dynamic that, like you said, we need to figure out who we are by as individuals first. As individuals, first right. and foremost, you had some stuff from the book that you wanted to uh, you yeah. wanted to read. So <laughs> you also asked last week, you know, if we would be able to to know who actually went through the journey of reading the book. Yeah, right? because that, that was important to, you know, we appreciate everybody in the chat, but one of the key things, if you have the book, was to go, is to read the book with us and go over each chapter with us because we don't want to get to the point like right now we're talking about the book and we thank, I'm thankful for anybody that has joined the chat for the first time. Um, if you join the chat for the first time, however, um, go to the YouTube page or go all the way back in Facebook to 14 weeks and um, realize how we went through each chapter, each jewel. Each chapter is a jewel to place your jewel in the crown. And now when you have those 14 jewels, the crown is complete. So now we're at the completion and the accumulation of Julia in the beginning reclaiming her crown. So if you've read the book, you have reclaimed your crown. Not saying you guys' crown were off, but that was the whole point of, you know, their interaction. And, you know, re, re, it was one woman's journey to the throne, but it's also for a man. Because this is, book is just not for a woman. It's not. And I actually have thought about, while I'm in the process of, of writing, I actually have thought about, and probably will. I most likely will. I certainly will. Go back and change the book so that it's applicable to both men and women. So I'm going to do that, too. But this is a summary of everything that someone should gain if they allow themselves to be honest while they're going through this journey. And I just wanted to read it. It's like the, the last part of, um, of the book. So it says, we have taken a wonderful journey into the center of our hearts, minds and souls. We um, covered some basic life altering events that have impacted our development. We've made commitments on how we will cherish our gifts, our priorities, our hearts, our love and our standards. We advanced accountability to our purpose, to our lives, to our instincts and to the balance required for us to maintain meaningful, protected and a fulfilling existence. We know that we are not here by accident. There was intention in our creation. We honor that intention with every breath we take. 
We came to understand that our temples, our bodies are nourished by accepting our experiences and the wisdom it creates for us. We appreciate ourselves. We understand the importance of the voice of others and we acknowledge our souls as the center of our being. We know that we are able to develop community and unity and compassion for each other. We share the same hope to live in peace and love and free from anxiety. We honor that in how we relate to each other. Now it's time for us to proclaim what we will keep and what we will nurture as we go forward. Couldn't have summed up the, the show better than that. <laughs> Whoop, that is. <laughs> I thank God for the for the grace and the wisdom and the words that he gives to me. It's amazing. Well, you guys, um, I'm going to tell you now to make the announcement. We're going to probably, as usual, as per the course, we're going to probably take off for a couple weeks. I mean, um, the only thing I could tell you guys is to stay um, alert, um, like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube page, and be cognizant on the Facebook groups so you'll know when we will be having our next show. We'll probably do something prior to the book release, um, just a, a, a show where we'll just have a conversation, and I'm, I'm sure that the chat will be part of the conversation because whether you guys realize it or not in the chat, you guys help us go get through the show um, and realize, you know, when you, when you do ask the question, it makes us think about certain things as well. And then we'll have a, a good dialogue about it. So, you know, for those that choose to purchase the book, um, let Julia know, Julia told you guys to sit the last week of August well, you know, that's going to be, we're going to be very busy on the channel during that time. So like I said, um, just be looking out for the alerts and it's been a pleasure. It's been a great ride. Thank the last you. two books. I mean, we, I don't even know. Did we take a break after the first book, the first series? I think we were off for two weeks <laughs> oh, yeah. and then we got back to it. So, 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 so I'm just letting you guys know by August 1st, one of us would be calling each other like, yo, uh, I think we need to do something. Uh, you know, this is how the, the mind works with creators sometimes. Uh, she'll she'll probably say something to me first, or I'll say something to her like, yo, we need to do this. But like I said, it's been a pleasure. Um, you really learn a lot about yourself when you go over book reviews, movie reviews, and you. it's always good to get the dissenting in the, for lack of better words, the different opinion, because it makes you see what other people what other people think and see things, and you don't see it. So, you guys in the chat, even if you haven't agreed with us, which we don't expect people to agree with us all the time, um, we get a different perspective on the journey, how black men love, how black women love is going to be very interesting. I expect a lot of women to be part of that. So. Um, Fellas, I expect you guys to tune in and, and, and say, because I believe, and I'm not taking away from what Julia said, I think a lot of the problems that we have is the simple thing of communication. Um, with that, 
You guys have a blessed night. Stay safe. Until next time. Thank you.